Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. We made it. It's Election Day. How about that? Tuesday, November 6th of 2018. The midterm elections are today. Voting has been ongoing, of course, since early this morning. On this particular day, early voting has been occurring for a while. Hopefully you've either voted or taken advantage of the opportunity to vote today. A lot of people like to vote on the day of the election, and I understand that. But certainly it has been convenient to vote, and uh, it's been interesting to watch the numbers. I know uh, talking to Gordy Holton a couple of weeks ago, he said the numbers of people voting early were huge in this county, and I think that's pretty much the trend across the country. But uh, lots to uh, talk about today. Of course, uh, the big news nationally, the midterm elections, Democrats in the House of Representatives, they're hoping to gain control of the House, uh, the Senate, a 51-49 majority for the Republicans, the uh, Democrats uh, having to defend several seats uh, in states that were won by Donald Trump two years ago. So a lot of uh, projections there have the Republicans keeping the Senate if not picking up a couple of seats. Uh, Democrats need 23 seats net gain to take the majority in the House. Uh, Most uh, of the polls, and I've read a bunch of them in different places, they range uh, from a very low percentage chance that the Republicans keep the House to the Democrats picking up as many as 50 net seats. Uh, Somewhere usually in the middle is where they wind up. We'll see. Most expect Democrats to pick up 35 seats roughly, which would give them about a 12-seat majority. 28 toss-up districts, though, in several states are key, it appears. 20 of those 28 toss-up districts within two percentage points in some of the latest polls. So those have been close. Washington State has some big seats. Southern California, big ones. Florida, Virginia, Kentucky, and Maine. What's going to happen in the state of Illinois? J.B. Pritzker. Bruce Rauner running against each other for governor. What about locally? The races for county clerk, county executive, sheriff, auditor, treasurer. You've heard all the ads here. What do you think? My question uh, today, and we can you can present this in a lot of different ways, what do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction? We, you know, Two years ago, just about everybody got it wrong. I mean, uh, nobody predicted uh, what happened uh, as far as the, all the experts, so-called experts, But uh, you can be an expert today if you'd like, and not so much what you want to happen or what do you think is going to happen if the other side wins, but what do you actually think is going to happen? Are the Democrats going to take a slim majority? Are the Republicans going to keep the House? Are the Democrats going to win a big majority in the House and take the Senate? What's it going to look like? Or are we even going to know after tonight? Some of these House races, especially on the West Coast, may not find out for a while, but we'll see. But uh, what's your predictions are now tomorrow on the show here we'll have jim die from the news gazette we'll have brian gaines from over at the university of illinois we'll analyze the results after the votes have been counted and kind of give a breakdown of what happened in illinois what happened locally and so forth so we will get it all started 
We'll talk about the uh, big races today nationally and locally. Get your predictions. And then later in the show, we'll have Larry Canfer from uh, Champaign West Rotary and also Royal Mortensen. We'll talk about a one-to-one veteran program coming up here in the days ahead. So we'll do that at the end of the show. But we'll get it started after this opening timeout. We're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. Brian Barnhart with you on this election day, Tuesday here, November 6th. A lot of uh, things to talk about, both on a national and local level. Let's start national, though. Steve Dorsey is with CBS News. And, uh, Steve, good morning to you. And for those of us that get into the business uh, of broadcasting, whether it's news, sports, or otherwise, this is uh, days like this we always enjoy. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl of Washington <laughs> reporters. That's uh, and that's clear. Uh, this is the day that I think you know we've been preparing for uh, for a long time, and it's one of those days that could determine uh, the future of our country uh, because you have uh, politicians, including the president, who say this is a choice between uh, Republicans who have shown that they can build the economy and Democrats who he says want to an agenda of socialism and open borders. And you have others like President, former President Obama who say this is a referendum on the president, uh, that voters can reject his rhetoric and his divisiveness. Well, it's interesting because the president has loomed very large on what is, you know, all of the, the members of the House up for election. Uh, but in this case, the president certainly uh, is on the ballot. The upset uh, win two years ago and, and what has transpired since then. I mean, he's loomed large over this. Absolutely, and you see uh, candidates on the ground trying to take advantage of the president's popularity in especially red districts. Uh, but then you see Democrats trying to usurp that uh, and capitalize on uh, minority voters and, and voters that haven't traditionally, historically come out in large numbers to vote in midterm elections. That's what they're hoping will help them regain control at least of the House. And you're going to see that especially when polls begin to close uh, in states like Indiana and Virginia and Kentucky beginning at 7 p.m. I was going to say, Steve, just looking at some of the maps, and you know this probably far better than I do, but uh, Southern California, Orange County, that's a big uh, potential, a lot of flips uh, of seats there. Kentucky, Maine, Virginia, Florida, uh, are those the ones that a lot of people will be keeping a close eye? Well, they got to gain 23, right? 23 net? Absolutely, and you'll you'll note you'll you'll find some good indicators in the early returns after the polls begin to close at seven. How well Democrats are doing because a lot of these early closing states are where Democrats uh, are trying to be competitive and and regain seats in places like Kentucky with Democrat Amy McGrath, and then in Northern Virginia with uh, incumbent Barbara Comstock, a Republican facing uh, Jennifer Wexton uh, for a seat in the House. Uh, so those are all key indicators. Yeah, certainly, and uh, and obviously the, um, the in the Senate. I mean, it's it's a much bigger picture with the uh, the Republicans, uh, Trump winning those states big, and the Democrats trying to hold on in those seats. That's why a lot of people think the Senate may stay Republican in this case. Yeah, I, I think polls indicate that uh, that it's likely that the the Senate will stay in Republican control, but you do have key races, uh, mainly for Democratic incumbents, especially mm-hmm. in places like Indiana. Uh, Missouri with Claire McCaskill uh, out in uh, in Nevada. Uh, so these are also key races to watch. Steve Dorsey with us for a couple more minutes here for CBS News. Uh, looking closer at the at the House races, I saw there's about 30 key races that are really considered toss up in a lot of these different districts, and some of those are really close too. So I mean, so people will be keeping a close eye on them, I would guess too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is something that. Uh, 
has really come down to the wire in a lot of places. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen the dynamics of this change just in the last few days in terms of what races to watch. You, you, you talk about Texas, for instance, with Beto O'Rourke uh, facing incumbent Ted Cruz, of course, a uh, conservative. Um, you know, there was a lot of enthusiasm early on. There's a lot of enthusiasm at his last campaign rally yesterday for Beto O'Rourke. Uh, but uh, polls show that uh, Ted Cruz has really made some gains, uh, and that's one of the races that uh, has had a lot of momentum uh, behind it. And as you know, Steve, with with all that happened two years ago, uh, so many polls, I mean, people don't know what to make of polls anymore because of what happened two years ago. I mean, it was a, a big yeah. upset last week, and that's a, kind of a factor, too. People say, well, this is supposed to happen, this could happen, but then again, what after what happened two years ago, who knows? And I think it's really added uh, some caution into the mix at major news networks and at newspapers uh, who are trying to urge caution with their polling, um, who are trying to use the polls in different ways, and who are perhaps relying less on these exit polls that we'll start to see after the first polls close. All right, Steve, I know you got a busy day ahead of you. Thanks for being with us. So where will you be camped out tonight? I'll be in Washington watching uh, what's going on at the White House and uh, what's going on at Capitol Hill. All right. We'll look for your reports, all right? Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Steve Dorsey, CBS News, kind of the uh, national perspective. 916 here at DWS. Again, the uh, Democrats need 23 seats in the House to take the majority. Uh, current projections, again, ranging from the Republicans keeping the House to Democrats picking up as many as 50 seats. And I talked to Steve and asked him about that. 28 toss-up districts, 20 of 28 of those within two percentage points. So that's where a lot of it uh, may be decided, and we'll see if we learn early or don't find out till late what happens. Let's go to the phones to Greg. Good morning, Greg. Morning, Brian. <clears throat> I, uh, well, I'm a little bit down in the dumps. I, uh, I have a couple of buddies that uh, are uh, – going to vote for Pritzker and uh I don't really want to vote I I don't I'm not happy with the current governor but I mean I I don't think Pritzker's the right choice and I try to convince them to maybe vote third party and you know look at those candidates they wouldn't even look at them and I just I feel like we're not going to get anywhere if we keep having this attitude that only Democrats and Republicans can win because we're the ones that elect them. We're the ones that vote, and we're the ones that decide who who wins. And, I mean, if we're not even going to consider other candidates because they don't have the money or – I mean, they're more like us. They have problems. My friends, uh, they laughed off my suggestion because the guy I was talking about is having some problems uh, – with custody of his kids and uh, you know i just uh, to me that makes him more relatable to the common person we all have problems we go through and uh i don't see pritzker or rounder as being the type i mean they pritzker decides that you know uh, oh take toilets out of my house so i don't have to pay property taxes and i you know we're not going to tax our way out of this situation we already have the highest exodus rate out of all the states uh you know the people with money are leaving so who are we going to tax you know uh to to get ourselves out of this hole we're in i i don't understand that so you uh so what do you think pritzker is going to win today is that what you think 
Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And okay. I, I don't think Pritzker or Rauner, I don't think it's, it's going to make a hill of a beans worth the difference. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, like I said, I'm down in the dumps. I, I just don't see things changing. And I, I worry about where it's going with with the way it's gone the last two years i mean you know part of what made uh, america great was uh, the peaceful transfer of power mm-hmm. you know we could elect a, another party to to power and it, it it was handled in a reasonable way not like a lot of other countries where there's a lot of violence but now we're starting to see that here and it scares me to death for my kids and and grandkids and well, I mean, all the the future generations. I mean, if it's gotten bad before, and we've gotten through it, so I, you know, as that's the the way to try to look at it. All right. Hey, thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Thank, thank yep. you, Brian. Very good. Yeah. If you have any predictions, uh, I may ask you about the House or Senate. So be thinking about it. If you or if you want to just make a prediction on the. Governor's race or the local races, what you think is going to happen. Uh, in the, the big one, of course, is the House of Representatives. That's the big midterm that House and Senate. Uh, a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line says the uh, route driver predictions. He says Pritzker, Erica Harold, Davis, Ammons would be the winners. And he says Republicans gain three to four more seats in the Senate. House of Representatives, a toss-up. All right, so there's one example of what I'm looking for. You can text in your your predictions. You know, we could all be right, all be wrong. You know, two years ago, as I said with Steve Dorsey, who knows after what happened two years ago. And uh, Benny says, if you want to make a difference, go out and vote today. I was at my polling place after 6 this morning. Voting is a privilege. If you don't vote, you have nothing to complain about. Go vote. And he says, go Illini. 9.20. Chad Ebert is the owner of Precision Painting. He wants to thank his customers for a great outdoor painting season. Now the holidays are upon us soon. And he's asking if the inside of your house, wouldn't it look better with a new coat of paint? Precision Painting is now taking bookings for winter with 20% off normal rates in order to keep fully staffed. Precision Painting's goal is to earn your letter of recommendation, and they now have well over 200 local letters of recommendation. And Precision Painting has 50 Angie's List reviews that are A-rated, the recipient of the Super Service Award from Angie's List. Winter is the time of year to paint your interiors. Precision Painting specializes in interior painting and are experts in repairing drywall, getting rid of ugly wallpaper, and removal of dated popcorn ceilings. Remember those? This is the time of the year your house dries out the most and cracks begin to appear. Precision Painting are experts in making walls look brand new again. And they paint kitchen cabinets, too. They can take older, ugly, builder-grade cabinets and spray them in a cabinet finish completely, transforming a kitchen. Precision Painting. Give them a call. Contact Chad Ebert. Get your winter bookings lined up for the indoor painting. Visit Y, that's W-H-Y, precision.com. W-H-Y, precision.com. They're confident you'll be happy. Guarantee. We'll take your phone calls, your predictions for the election, the midterms are today and the local races today. It's Election Day 2018. Back with more after this. We're on Penny for your thoughts. The day of the elections, the Election Day. Lots of uh, national races, of course. Uh, Some, of course, spilling over into our area. The 13th Congressional District, Rodney Davis and 
Betsy Dirksen Londrigan, of course, in Champaign County, county treasurer, sheriff, clerk, auditor, uh, county executive, nine county board races, referenda on the area ballots as well. You may have seen those today. Also, just curious about your predictions, what uh, you think will happen with the House of Representatives. Democrats need 23 seats net to take the majority in districts across the uh, country. And uh, I think it'll be uh, my my just looking at it, trying to analyze it, I think they will pick up a uh, narrow majority in the House of Representatives, and the uh, GOP will retain the Senate, maybe pick up a couple of seats. But what do you think? I mean, you're as much an expert as I am as far as uh, covering all this and watching it, paying attention to it. Uh, take your predictions on those or uh, races here locally, uh, what you think is going to happen. And, again, try to take out what you want to happen or what. And just give me what you think is going to happen. And we could all be wrong. We could all be right. But just kind of uh, taking a little poll today. Hi, Anna Wall. How are you today? Good morning. I'm so glad you could take my call, and I thank you. You're very welcome. And we're blessed to have the News Gazette and the WDWS to keep us informed. First of all, I want to share some information that I received through the mail from a gentleman who is a state senator in another locale, but he happens to be Afro-American. And he's asking all of us uh, Afro-Americans to reconsider, get away from the Democrat Party and remember the Republican Party from which we came. And his name is Albert Guillory. Now, that's the first thing I want to say. Now, locally, the only thing I have to say is that I'm relying on what my dear friend Bino is advocating, and uh, Bino and others, we have worked in this community for many years to try to improve the conditions for Afro-Americans. And regardless, and both parties, Democrat and Republican, some of them locally, have, have mistreated us, that is, ignored us. So locally, I'm relying completely upon what Bino is is advocating, mm-hmm. and he's been on the radio and all that stuff as far as voting. But I want to share with you what Albert Guillory has to say, this distinguished uh, Afro-American. He is saying that we need to remember it was the Republican Party which gave us freedom and from whence we came. And we should not forget it because the Democrats in many instances have taken advantage of us and the advantage of the ignorance of our people. And I'll conclude this by saying that God has blessed us in having the News Gazette and WDWS to keep us informed and keep up the good work. All right. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, Anna Wall. Good to hear from you. Okay, bye. All right, 356-9397. We're on Penny for your thoughts here today. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the phones to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Um, I did vote, and um, I, I just want to address one caller who called earlier. And uh, not to be disrespectful or anything, but he um, 
I think he said he wasn't going to vote, but his friends, he was discouraged because they were going to vote for Pritzker, and he was wishing people would either go third party or independent or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, when you do that, as far as I can tell, when if it's a toss-up between a Republican and Democrat, if we go third party or independent or whatever, it just seems to siphon the votes from the Republicans, and the Democrats usually win. So what do you think's good? Yeah, well, I, that's you know that's that happens. It seems like uh, time and again, you know, whether it's the uh, Libertarian Party on the more conservative side or the you know the uh, Green Party on the more liberal side. I mean, that just tends yeah. to pop up. Um, it, it does. Um, I don't know what's going to happen today. I, I personally hope Browner wins. I voted for him. I wasn't too happy about it, but I did. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want to see Pritzker in there because, in my opinion. He talks about a fair tax or, you know, progressive. I, I think he's a progressive tax. Well, that's right out of the Communist Manifesto. And all that's going to do is drive more jobs out. And uh, we've seen some benefit of, uh, like, a steel foundry or forge or whatever or reopening in southern Illinois because Trump deregulated and cut taxes. And they shut down in 2015 because of unfair trade practices, those free trade agreements. Well, they just reopened, and they're going to open another forge. But if Pritzker gets in, I don't think they're going to be here much longer. So what do you think happens at the national level? Dem- Democrats take the House? or I hope not. Uh, I think we're going to retain the Senate. I think the House might be a toss-up. But the one thing I've learned from the mainstream media is I'm not going to go by what the mainstream media says. When I look at what the rallies were doing when Biden and the bomber were, not, were out there rallying for the Democrats, they could barely fill a high school auditorium. Trump's out there, and he's filling stadiums. Well, we'll see if we'll see if well, we'll see what happens. Okay, thank you, Brian. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Thank you, Mike Namoff's been a major part, a major force in East Central Illinois and beyond. Is this is it? Furniture store, many charitable projects. Right next door now, though, is Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop under one large roof with This Is It Furniture, and with a new chapter, Mike will offer you many options. Uh, you'll find many luxury items: their lifestyle adjustable bed frames, the reveal machine. We'll tell you where your pressure points are so you get the right mattress. Don't go in and just lay down and go, ah, this looks good. No, no, they'll do the reveal machine. It'll show you where the, where the points are where you need some help when you sleep. They want to give you the best sleep ever. They've got uh, adjustable bed frames. They've got carbon cool pillows. You won't believe the wall of pillows. It is unbelievable. And uh, they can uh, figure out if you need a, you know, a, a thick pillow, a thin one, a side sleeper, uh, aromatherapy uh, pillow for you. I mean, there's just all sorts of things they have there. You won't believe what you'll see. It's unlike any store in this area or around the Midwest. It's uh, Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. It is at the Country Fair Shopping Center, Springfield and Madison, Champaign. Our man Mike Namoff, he's the guy there. And uh, Mike uh, always puts together great events to benefit charities. Get another one coming soon. We'll tell you about that as we work our way through the winter time. Uh, fall and winter first, I guess. 934, need to get to the news. I'm a little late for that. Here's Michael, a busy day for our news team tonight, starting at 6 p.m. Michael? Yep, it's going to be a pretty busy day throughout. So uh, yeah. just kind of watching the, the polling places, see how things are going there, if they're going smoothly, if they have long lines. Kind of like the line of union situation yesterday, just kind of yeah. see what develops today. Okay, we'll so. let you let, go, go for it. Back on Penny for your thoughts on this Election Day 2018. Glad to have you with us. Brian Barnhart here in our downtown studios, just kind of taking your predictions, what you think 
is going to happen today, whether it's at the national level where the Democrats retake the House of Representatives. They need 23 seats to take the majority. Will the Republicans retain the Senate? What do you think is going to happen? Not so much what you want to happen or what's going to happen if the other side wins. What do you think is going to happen tonight? And we'll see how we do tomorrow when we get our analysis from Jim Dye and also uh, from Brian Gaines over at the University of Illinois. Now, someone who's covered a lot of elections for the News Gazette and News Gazette Media is Tom Kasich. He's out and about today. Hey, Tom, how are you? Good morning, Brian. Good. Pretty good. How are you? Good. So where are you checking in from? Uh, I'm over at Holy Cross Church in Champaign. This is the fourth uh, precinct I checked, fourth polling place I checked, and uh, I see no problems except maybe at the Illini Union. There's a there's a line to vote there again. Uh, there were maybe 40 or 50 kids in line, and the young man at the front of the line told me he had been there for 15 minutes. So that's not too bad. Hmm. Nice and warm in there, so there are worse <laughs> places to be. Um, but the other, the three other places I visited were, there were absolutely no, no lines at all. And so I, I went to, uh, your banner free library, uh, Cunningham precinct 10, which is almost always the leading voting precinct in the County. Uh, four years ago it was 79% of the voters there cast ballots. So there was no line there and only, uh, let's see how many people voted It's 69 people had voted as of 9am. And then I went to the lowest turnout precinct in the County, which is, uh, usually on campus. I mean, it is on campus, Champaign city, Champaign four, which votes at the YMCA. There was no line to vote there either. And they had had, uh, 63 voters as of about nine 15. So, no, it's. I, I think most people have voted already, uh, based on uh, the early voting uh, numbers that uh, County Clerk Gordy Halton put out last night. That I calculate between 49 and 59 percent of the voters have already cast ballots. So, this should be a quiet day, except maybe on campus where students tend to vote, you know, in the afternoon. So there could be a big. Uh, a big line there, and you know there might be a big line there again. Yeah, that was that was a big story yesterday, Tom. Did uh, did they try to adjust for today in yep. any way? So what they, what did they, what did they opening, do? They were going to open a second room uh, on the fourth floor of the union with voting uh, machines there and tabulators. So that was supposed to be right around ten o'clock. So that should cut down in the line uh, this morning. It's just you know can they can they meet the uh, capacity at this afternoon when the students, when the wave will come in, generally the students wait till one or two in the afternoon. And then by four, I mean, I remember going to uh, the union, I think it was six years ago, and I was just stunned by the the lines. But, you know, if you get in line, if you're in line at 659, you get the vote, even mm-hmm. if it's at 730 or 745. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll try to accommodate you. And there's mm-hmm. And these lines are not just in Champaign County. They're all over the country. You can, you know, I was on Twitter last night, and there are lines in Chicago, lines in Atlanta, lines in Florida, lines in California. It's, uh, you just can't predict, especially in early voting, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Tom Kasich with us here for a couple of minutes. He's out and about checking out precincts. Of course, uh, you'll be on tonight with our coverage, uh, News Gazette Media on the radio and elsewhere uh, with the election coverage that we'll be having. But uh, this early voting uh, process. I mean, at first, when it first came about, and and you know, people were like, "Well, I don't know. I, I still like to vote on the day of the election." But 
it seems like more and more people. I mean, I voted early. My wife voted, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It seems like it's just, hey, let's get it done and, and move on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know it, it, it may be uh, kind of a gloomy thing to talk about, but I know of at least two people who early voted and have died since. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, one of the things that people think about that, you know, I'm going to vote now while I can. I don't know if I'll be in the hospital. I don't know if I'll be out of town. I don't know if I'll die. So uh, get it done now. <laughs> Any sense of, um, you know, the, some of these races are going to be pretty close, it appears, right, here locally, at least a couple of them? You know, Brian, I have given up making predictions after <laughs> what happened two years ago. I mean, I think they'll be close. Um, you know, the polling suggests, for example, that in the Illinois 13 congressional district, it'll be close. Uh, and, it'll, you know, it'll certainly be, you know, I don't, it'll, it won't be close in Champaign County. Rodney Davis will lose Champaign County for sure. But that's about the only thing I'm willing to predict. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling the governor's going to lose, but I, I'm not willing to say that. Hmm. I'm not willing to predict anything anymore. Yeah. So where, where else are you going to be today? Are you going to be travel some more around? Uh no, not really. Yeah. I'm giving blood. That's about it. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tom, we'll look forward to your work tonight and tomorrow as well. And uh, thanks for being with us for a few minutes. All right. We'll see you, Brian. Thank Bye. you, Tom. It's a veteran reporter and a columnist, of course, uh, Tom uh, Kasich. Been with us for uh, many, many years covering elections. Uh, Mike is with us here at 947. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Brian. Um Hopefully the last time we have to talk about Aaron Ammons, at least until he decides to run again. But uh, his ad out there, that's kind of, it's interesting that he chooses a specific time frame of 18 years. He says in his ad, for the last 18 years, blah, 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 blah. The reason why he says 18 years is because if you go back to 19 years ago, Aaron Ammons was getting arrested for intimidation an aggravated battery. He just wants to kind of sweep sweep uh, his past under the rug and say, for the last 18 years, I've been doing this and this, and it's just very disingenuous. And also that ad with the two girls talking says about a patronage hire, but then at the end of the ad, it's so funny, he, it says, uh, paid for by Carol Lamons. And so it's like, okay, so how are you getting your money for <laughs> for your position? Sounds like you're riding the coattails of your wife, but you know, um, we all know we've we talked about this before, and it's just hopefully we're gonna not have to talk about him for four years or or longer. So, what do you think happens at the the national level? National level, I think if you just go off of the trends that typically happen, I mean, it doesn't matter who the president is, how popular they are, typically Congress shifts. It, um, it, it, you know, if a president goes in with the same party leading uh, Congress, it, it will shift. And that's just kind of the way the country goes. It's a lot of the independent voters want to have a check on on power. And so that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. I think that's what will happen. But but the president's been super popular and doing great things for the country. And so he may uh, he may carry a, a majority again in in the in mm-hmm. Congress. It's it's up in the air. It's kind of like what Tom Kasich was just saying. It's hard to predict. Yeah, it is. Hey, thank you, Mike. I appreciate you being with us. Thanks, Brian. All right, uh, this day, 1984, Ronald Reagan was reelected 
in a landslide. Here's his victory party on that night, 1984. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I think that's just been arranged. That was on this day, 1984. We've got more coming up, more phone calls, emails, and some predictions after this. Back on Penny for your thoughts here on News Talk 1400 DWS as we uh, talk midterm elections, local elections, national elections, your predictions, what you think is going to happen. Uh, as we uh, make our predictions, we'll see if there's uh, any accuracy to anything we predict. Uh, of course, after two years ago, who knows, right? Talked to Steve Dorsey from CBS. Uh, we heard from Tom Kasich, who's out and about at some of the uh, precincts today. says a lot of people have already voted. His estimation was about half. The uh, people that were going to vote have already voted, voted early. Uh, got a text, says, I voted in Rantoul Saturday. Didn't see anywhere on the ballot to vote for sheriff. Was there a place? Well, there should have been. Um, I voted Muhammad. I saw it. So uh, I don't know. Mike, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Uh, Champaign County, so Champaign County Sheriff, right? Should be there. Three five six nine three nine seven. Let's go back to the phones here to John. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, Brian. Uh, I just feel good about uh, the midterms. This is the most exciting in the midterms that anybody ever seen. I mean, you got a lot of people voting, uh, Republican, Democrats, or whatever. Uh, the only thing that got me was uh, President Trump barnstormed around the country to his, uh, you know, Republicans, which is, you know, the, he had to support that base. But what about the black report uh, Republicans? I didn't see him go to anybody. And the guy that's running in Michigan, I mean, it's just like, you know, being a Republican, you know, that's that's his right. I'm just, you know, saying there should be equal either way, but... It is what it is, and uh, I just hope everybody voted with their heart. And, uh, you know, we, we still live in America. We live in the greatest country in the world. We don't have to make America great. It's already great. So we what do you have to do up so, keeping America. So any uh, predictions for today? Uh, Democrats retake the House? Um, well, I'm going to give you an old phrase. I think the South going to rise again. <laughs> so, I think uh, Gillum's going to win in Florida. Think so? Stacey no? Abrams got, uh, 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 you know, she's got a, uh, a good base going for her. It's going to be a tough race. I think Ted Cruz is going to win in Texas. So, and, you know, Beto, he, he, he fought a good fight, but I think Cruz is going to win in Texas. And Abrams is Georgia, right? Yeah, she's yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Okay. But the, the first uh, governor of the South was uh, Doug Weiler. And it, it's just, it, it'll be wonderful because I, I love history. And it's just, I love when history repeats itself, and I love about history. So, you know, I think it's going to be all right. As long as uh, uh, your clowns don't come out. You know, we had a lot of crazy people last night around the country, bombings and shootings. Why? I don't understand. I really don't understand. Well, That's I've, our right to vote. Yeah, I've always, always said if you have, you know, the, the elections are really important, and they have consequences, and if you're in a, you know, you say the same thing in, 2010 after uh, President Obama was elected in 08. I mean, if you want to express your opinion and you want to make a change, this is the way you do it. Right. And I, I like when the, the ballot comes out. 
I just don't want to vote Democrat or vote Republicans. There are some good Republicans and there are some uh, bad Democrats, and it's vice versa. And I wish the, the you know, the the ballot, you know, states who you want to vote, you know. I mean, I look at Kwame, but I also like Erica Hare because she's from this area. Sure. Hey, uh, so, I, I got to move, John. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Be good. Take care. Appreciate it. All Thank right. you. Have a great election day. Hi, Jim. Good morning. We've got about a minute here. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Yeah, a while back you had a caller lamenting voting for Rauner. I just wanted to point out that quite often we're not voting for someone, but rather against someone. So there's the case there. Uh, also, I, I think one of my pet peeves for all along has been all this is so important to get out and vote. Well, if you're not up on the issues, please, please, please stay home. If you don't, you know, just the idea that going and voting for someone will make you feel better, make you a better American. If you don't know the issues and you haven't paid attention, you're just canceling out the vote of someone who has. That's been for years I've been thinking about that. Mm. And also I'd just like to point out what an interesting place Champaign-Urbana is when being a convicted felon is, in fact, a, it's not a liability. It's a, something to run on, and, and it's just, just crazy. And my prediction, i got a prediction for you. Yeah. One way or another, tomorrow is going to be all over, except <laughs> for the crying. <laughs> That's right. No more political commercials, right? right. <laughs> thank God for uh, that. All right. Hey, thank all you, Jim. Right. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate your phone call today. We'll have more of this uh, near the end of the hour today. We're going to have uh, Larry Canfer in and also Roy Mortensen talk about uh, veteran one-on-one. We'll tell you what that's about coming up near the end of the show. But the news is next. CBS, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts continues here on DWS. Back at it here. A busy day today. We're taking your predictions for the midterm elections, whether at the national level, the local level. Do have some texts that have come in during the uh, newscasts here. Uh, email from Sarah says, I kind of needed the definition of pardon that Aaron Ammons received. He got one from Pat Quinn. Is the first step an acknowledgement from the person, I did it, but here's my excuse for the act. Then the excuse was accepted. It is not saying the person did not do the crime and was wrongfully convicted, right? Uh, from what I understand, and Aaron Ammons talked about this, I saw in an interview back a few years ago about uh, the biggest difficulty he had was trying to get involved in the community and do some different things, be involved in politics or other issues with his uh, the background where he had been convicted of uh, criminal activity in the past and uh, that he got the pardon from Pat Quinn so he could move on with his life and be involved in in his community is from what I what I read what he had said the reason you know what happened there I did, how pardons work exactly I don't know if I can tell you exactly how they work or what comes about as a result or which comes first but uh, that's what I was reading the other day about all of that uh, texter says Brian I'm with you on what's going to happen on a national level with Dems getting House and Republicans keeping the Senate that was kind of my prediction uh, that the Democrats would pick up the required 23 seats, maybe 25 or so, and the GOP would retain the Senate, maybe pick up a couple of seats there, I think is what I think is going to happen. Uh, you can tell me what you think is going to happen, uh, and we mentioned earlier, not necessarily what you want to happen or what's going to happen if the other side wins. I mean, I think everybody kind of knows their opinions on that uh, either way, but just what you think is actually going to happen tonight when they start counting the votes. Anna Texter in says, Anna Wall Scott uh, is an example of what I think is representative of a lot of African Americans, that they have been ignored. 
when in reality the real problem is fatherless African-American families. It's the male African-American that is ignoring the black community and their children. That text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. That one is 3515357. OSF Ergo, a new sponsor here on Penny for Your Thoughts, a new modern urgent care service. And what does Ergo mean? U-R-G-O. It's derived from urgent care for people on the go. OSF Healthcare has found that young, busy professionals are looking for something very different in a healthcare experience. And OSF Ergo is redefining care delivery to create a better experience for all patients by meeting them where they are in their healthcare journey. And the team there is committed to, to be personalized so patients receive the exact care and service they need without sacrificing time or quality. Patients are greeted by a care guide who will assist throughout the visit. The provider joins the patient in the exam room to provide diagnosis and treatment. From start to finish, the average visit to OSF Ergo is under 30 minutes. And, of course, if you're on the go, I mean, you don't want to spend a lot of time waiting around. You want to go in, get taken care of, and be on your way. Visits are generally covered by insurance. Patients can also pay privately. OSF Ergo can treat most common illnesses and minor injuries, and they offer on-site lab and x-ray services. And uh, OSF Ergo offers occupational medicine services for area employers, such as physicals, if you need to get that taken care of, initial injury care and drug testing. And uh, also OSF Ergo offers complimentary Wi-Fi, charging stations for your phone and a coffee bar. So let's try to make this as convenient and effective and efficient as possible for you at OSF Ergo. Their location, 2718 North Prospect, in Champaign, that's near Meyer and Walmart. And uh, you can uh, give them a call, 217-337-3852. 217-337-3852. They're open seven days a week, 365 days a year, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So OSF Ergo. Hope you'll uh, take advantage of the services they offer. 2718 North Prospect in Champaign, a new sponsor here on Penny for your thoughts. Let's go to the phones here, 1021. Karen, good morning. Good morning, Brian. You had a caller this morning from Rantoul who said that he couldn't find the Champaign County sheriffs on the ballot that he voted on. Yes, ma'am. And I just wanted to respond to him. I know it's probably too late if he's already voted in this election, but the Champaign County uh, clerk's office uh, offers a wonderful service, which I find so helpful. You just log on to the Champaign County Clerk's website and you put in your registration information, your name and your birthday or the last four of your social, whatever it is, um, and he'll, it'll pop up with your sample ballot. Hmm. And you can see in advance, this is how your ballot's going to look, and you can see all the offices. I like to print it out and fill it out in advance in the privacy of my own home, and then you can take it with you to the polls and make sure that it matches your election ballot and fill it out at the polls. It just makes it so easy. It's a wonderful service. Yeah, it really is. So. I mean, it's, uh, and I, I voted early last week. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was on there. I saw it. I, so, oh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, absolutely. So. It's Alan Jones and um, uh, Justin Horman or something, I think, that's a Democrat. So, yeah, it's clearly on the ballot there. Yeah. But um, in every office, though, I mean, it makes it so organized because it's overwhelming to go into the polling place, especially these referenda that they put on the ballot. Well, it's like, just, you know, it's like taking a test and not knowing what's yeah. on the test. You know? <laughs> exactly. So that's what that was my comment yeah. for today. And thank you so much. Well, thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. 
Uh, speaking of the Champaign County clerk, he's busy today. Gordy Holton uh, got him on the line here. Hi, Gordy. How's how's uh, things going out there today with the turnout and machines and everything else? Uh, everything looks like right now it's operating very smoothly. Uh, we have a little bit of a line already at the Alina Union, mm-hmm. but we have uh, double the number of judges and stations and everybody, so the line is moving very quickly. And then, um, strangely enough, even though most of campus can vote at other voting locations other than the Alina Union, they are all choosing to go to the Alina Union because the rest of the campus voting locations um, are getting very little traffic this morning. Hmm. So can they go to those other ones? They can. There's yeah. only two precincts that have to go to the Alina Union. Everyone else can go to their normal polling place or they can go to the Alina Union, and they're choosing the Alina Union, of course, because it's so visible and centrally located. Yeah, yeah, and convenient. So, and I'm trying to remember, Gordy, was the, the one at the Union, was it, it was an early voting place, obviously, but how far back? A couple of weeks or? Yeah, it opened 12 days ago. Okay. So it's been. And people get so used to, you know, hearing our messages about early voting where any early, any voter can vote at any early voting location, they get that into their head about the Illini Union, and so they continue to go to the Illini Union even when they have other options, which yeah. is a good thing. We're having great turnout, um, but we are throwing resources at the Illini Union to try and keep the lines there as manageable as we yeah. can. Yeah, and that, so the early voting there has been pretty steady even 12 days back. Uh, the early voting there was, uh, there was never really a line at the Illini Union until yesterday. Hmm. So for whatever reason, yesterday, because it's the last day, everybody decides to show up and early vote on the last day. <laughs> we had a thousand, we had a thousand or eleven hundred people vote at our office yesterday too, so it's not just at yeah. the Union. Yeah, I was going to say, because I've got, I've, I've got a couple of daughters in that 18, 21 year old range that, uh, sometimes they wait to the last minute on things, so. And we've talked for years that if you wait until the last minute, especially if you need to register and vote while you go vote, you're going to run the risk of standing in the line and and you're going to create a line for everybody else who is going to be voting behind you. Any other places, Gordy, that have been particularly busy or slow that you're seeing? Um, everybody's been nice and steady this morning. I, I ran out to Muhammad this morning to, to bring them a replacement um, piece of equipment. They were having good turn at all, all of their voting locations. Um, everything around the county looks looks like it's going to have good, healthy turnout, even though we've already had 32,500 people vote ahead of the election. Yeah. Well, it's been amazing, the early turnout, how that's changed over the last few years. It really is. It really has. We have, uh, we have the best access to early voting of anywhere else in the state of Illinois, and the community has embraced it, and we now have the highest rates of early voting of anywhere in the All state right. of Illinois. All right, Gordy, I'll let you get back to work. Thanks for checking in with us. Thanks, Brian. Have a great yeah, day. Appreciate it. Gordy Halton. Champaign County Clerk giving us just a quick update on uh, the eyes and ears out there of what he's seeing. 1025, a break. Back with more texts, phone calls, emails. Then uh, we'll have Larry Canfer and Royal Mortensen with us for a few minutes at the end of the show and uh, more election coverage tomorrow as well. All right, Penny, for your thoughts here, rolling on. Uh, the issue with a pardon on the text line says isn't really why you were pardoned. There's a lot of men that have been put in prison for one thing or another, wrongly convicted, cannot get pardons. It's not a matter really what you did initially or if you got pardoned. It's how you got pardoned. It's a matter of political connection. The question really should be, was the case that he was convicted of sufficiently air-filled or was he improperly convicted or was he properly convicted and now properly contrite? Uh, not is there a Democratic governor who's looking to pad the Democratic role. That's the real question. All right, another texter says the Chicago vote cancels the downstate vote. They're mostly Democrats, so we Republicans don't have a chance in this state because there are a lot more people up in Chicago than the rest of the state, and they know it's Democrats are in office. They won't lose their welfare benefits. That's from Tom. 
And another texter says, I've been involved with work in the prison to prison ministry for 24 years. I've spoken to many men who desire pardons, early release, and will be handcuffed not only in a political arena, but in the arena of life with respect to voting, being able to possess a firearm, getting a job. Getting a pardon is an almost unscalable, unfathomable mountain, and without political connectivity, pardons aren't available. Let's go to Stan here before we uh, go to the news shortly. Hi, Stan. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yes, uh, I want to talk about the election today. Okay. Uh, I think uh, that uh, my early vote over uh, uh, it, it out, out over overshadowed your early vote, so we're probably voting against each other. But that's sort of a little teasy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> just wanted to say that anybody that votes for either Rodney Davis or John Shimkus is voting to do away with health care for people with pre-existing conditions. Both of those guys have voted at least 10 times to do away with health care that covers people with pre-existing conditions with no uh, replacement in, in place for that. The replacement the Republicans want for people with pre-existing conditions is called Medicaid. The United States of America is the only uh, country of uh, industrialized country in the world that does not have some sort of national health care, and we are the only country in the world that has uh, medical bankruptcy. The Affordable Care Act reduced the medical bankruptcies by about 50%, but we still have medical bankruptcies because of the high deductibles. If uh, you vote for uh, Rodney Davis or John Shimkus, you're voting to increase the number of middle-class people that have to reduce their total assets to $1,500, reduce their monthly income to $1,500 or so. That may have been adjusted since the last time I looked. But they put you in a poverty level so that you can get uh, uh, public aid. And if you want to have people in office that want you in poverty, then vote Republican. All right. On Erica Harold, okay. if I could just say this about yep. Erica Harold. Yep. Make it quick. Uh, Erica Harold has in her past said that she would rather have somebody adopt children that is a known child abuser than somebody who is a gay couple. I have not heard her rescind those statements, and that kind of thought process is what controls the Republican Party right now. And if you vote for her, you're voting to have more children. Uh, put in danger. All right. Hey, thank you, Stan. Got to move, a break, and then the news with Michael next. Any for your thoughts here on this busy election day? We've heard from Tom Kasich, Steve Dorsey at CBS News, Gordy Holton, Champaign County Clerk out and about at different places. And uh, let's go to uh, Chapin Rose here for a couple minutes. Hey, Chapin, how are you? Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Busy day, right? Yeah. So what do you think is going to so, happen uh, today? We're taking well, predictions today. I've been in 30-plus counties in about 60 hours over the weekend and uh, did a little tour. And uh, I think I went as far south as Alney and as far north as Naperville. But uh, I think it, we're heading for some sort of split decisions, my guess. But, but look, I... I uh, I make a rule not get involved in local races that I can't vote in myself, but I'd like to comment as a citizen, if I could, on two of our races that uh, here here locally. And uh, I was kind of, what's that word, triggered. I was triggered by Stan. If Stan thinks 
that'll leave in Kwame Rule in charge of Mike Manigan, the Chicago Democrats, it's a good idea. That's the Fox Garden Hen House. Erica Harold is one of the nicest, most compassionate people I've ever met in my entire life. And if we let her get away today, that's a loss for the people of the state of Illinois. And and I'll tell you what, you know, she's on a national board of a charity that helps move people out of our prison systems back into productive life and off the streets and away from the behavior that got in, it got them in trouble in the first place. And you just can't knock Erica Hill for compassion. And it's it's a falsehood. It's a lie. And, and frankly, he knows better than that. But the other thing, I'll tell you, if you want to juxtapose that, I've heard a lot of people calling about Aaron Ammons, and everyone's got this somewhat right. But here are the facts, and I'm just going to listen, give this to your listeners, because uh, this is what the law is and the regs are, the Prisoner Review Board, and everybody can draw their opinions as they see fit. The Prisoner Review Board, you're supposed to submit your application 75 days before having a hearing, a completed application 75 days before having a hearing. Aaron's pardon was granted in less than 10 days without, his app, without a completed application ever being filed at the Prisoner Review Board without ever having a hearing, okay? And he even admitted that he didn't complete the terms of his probation that he was sentenced to. So people can draw whatever the conclusion they want to draw from that and how he got his pardon. But I will tell you this, there are 1,800, approximately 1,800 other Illinoisans, according to the News Gazette when this happened, that were in line, that did follow the rules, that never got considered, and he jumped to the front of the line. So you've got people in Champaign County have got a clear choice today, we can, we can leave the Chicago Democrats in charge statewide and, and do as Stan suggests and leave one of our own, Erica Harold, behind. Or, and then here locally, we can actually become Cook County South and bring that nonsense down here in our county clerk election. Or our citizens can stand up today and say enough's enough. We don't want this Chicago machine stuff down here and be done with it and, and vote the right way. And with that, I think everybody can make up their own minds and decide what they're going to do from there as if they haven't already. And uh, you, yeah, we've been getting – well, thank you, Chairman. We've been getting some predictions uh, nationally. Uh, the Democrats take the House representatives, you think? So, yeah, I do think, I do think there's a lot of vote that's not uh, – there's a lot of Republican votes that's not showing up in the polls just like two years ago. But I'll tell you, the polls haven't been right in a decade. Um, they've something fun that people like to float around from time to time, but, but they haven't been writing over a decade. Um, and, uh, Rasmussen did a real interesting piece on this yesterday. Um, there's a big chunk of Republican votes that don't show up in any of these polls, but, um, you know, and, and I'll make another comment too, where the, where the Democrats will win today, they're actually winning on, on, a, uh, on a anti-property tax message. They're not winning on progressive liberal agenda in fact they're losing a progressive liberal agenda you can see the senate that'll that's my prediction the senate uh will gain republican seats um by beating a bunch of progressive liberal uh democrats uh who ran on progressive liberal policies but in the suburbs i was in naperville yesterday and around other parts of the state the, what the democrats are running on uh there is actually tax issues they're running on republican themes um they're not running on you know ocasio cortez themes so, um, you know, again, um, I, I know how I'm voting today. I'm going to vote for Erica Harold proudly, uh, and I'm going to vote for Matt Grandoni proudly, and I'm going to do everything I can in the next, you know, several hours here to try to keep the Champaign uh, County, Champaign County, and not Cook County South. All right. Hey, Chapin, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, break and back with more. We've got uh, Larry Canfer, Royal Mortensen with us here. We'll do that next after this timeout. 
This is for all of the uh, candidates as they finish up today. Here you go. All right, that was Jordan Sparks from a few years ago, or 10.50 here, pleased to be joined. As we work our way through this election day, we'll switch gears a little bit to uh, Colonel Royal Mortensen and Larry Canfer. A lot of people know these guys pretty well either way. Of course, uh, Colonel Mortensen over at the uh, Fire Service Institute and uh, Larry Canfer, noted uh, photographer. Is that the official photographer, or is it, uh, do I need to say <laughs> something fancier? <laughs> is that a, uh, Artist. Artist. There you go. That's more. Uh, that's a little more uh, uh, upscale, I guess. Artist. There you go. There you go. Good to have you here. Uh, you've got a. Uh, tell us about this uh, program here for veterans. You're that you're doing well. Coming up uh, Sunday, uh, we've got uh, Veterans Day one on one, and uh, it's an event where uh, each person invites a veteran, takes them out to lunch, to dinner. This is a dinner event at the Round Barn Banquet Center, and uh, it's intended. Not as a fundraiser, not, nothing other than to thank a veteran and honor them mm. for what they've done. And uh, we're excited. This is the eleventh, the I'm sorry, the seventh, eighth year of mm-hmm. uh, of having it, and uh, it's been a we've had like 1,400 people over the years. Is that right? Come, so, come through. So uh, it's been a great event. Mm-hmm. Just a passion of yours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, you know it goes back to. Um, Really having realized that, you know, over my younger years, I never really appreciated what uh, the veterans have done. And, and in fact, my father, when he passed away, I, I didn't hear some of the, some of the stories that I, I wish I had, uh, I wish he had shared with me and I, I had looked into. And so I, this, is, this is intended to, mm-hmm. you know. And this will, when you say one on one, this will be what's going to happen at the event. What are you going to What are you going to do? Um, we've got um, so you invite a veteran. That's a condition of, of mm-hmm. uh, coming. Uh, we have dinner. We have the we have all sorts of stuff. Unity banner singers are coming to do uh, some patriotic songs and medleys mm-hmm. and. Um, and and they have an extraordinary keynote speaker. Extraordinary. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> that would be you. That would be yeah. <laughs> Colonel Royal Mortensen, of course, you served in Iraq. I did. Yeah. I, I served 30 years in the Marine Corps, and now I'm a member of the community here in Champaign. Uh, retired in 2012 after 30 years as a colonel. And um, when Larry came to me and, and, and asked me if I would be the speaker at this event, it didn't take very long based on his description of the event and also my little bit of research to say that it was part of something that I – it was something I wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of. Um, the fact that it's not fundraising, that it's actually – grounded in an, in an attitude of gratitude to our local veterans. Um, mm-hmm. They're out there, you know, and, and a lot of times I think people don't have, um, can't figure out how to properly approach a veteran or to, sometimes they're a little worried. Um, and the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, is that veterans are, they're like everybody else. They just happen to have some life experiences that may be different from yours. Um, but to reach out to them and, and, and take this opportunity to say thank you, give them an opportunity to network at the event, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a great thing that the Rotary does, and, and I'm very happy to be part of it. Yes, and all the veterans I've met, almost to a man or woman, are very humble about their service. I mean, you, they don't go out and say, hey, I served here, I served. It's usually you have to kind of draw that that out of them. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. Uh, most, you know, most veterans are, you know, well-adjusted, 
have are comfortable with their life experiences in the military um, don't necessarily open up and talk about it but the fact of the matter is is that most of us have no problem if you ask us a question mm -hmm. uh, once you find out I'm a veteran I'll answer any question you like and and you won't be the first one who ever asked me ask mm -hmm. me what it, you know what was it like or what did you do here or what did you do there um, we in the military in the Marine Corps in particular we always had a saying or a feeling that you know somebody that talks about their service constantly uh, probably you know, is a little mm -hmm. over embellishing it. Um, most people are just, it's what they did and they loved it and they would do it for mm -hmm. nothing. Colonel Royal Mortensen with us here. He's from the Fire Service Institute. Uh, mentioned served in Iraq. Operation Iraqi Freedom mm -hmm. uh, was the operation there. Larry Canfer with us, of course, from the Canfer uh, Gallery. Uh, all the great work he does. Uh, and this is through Champaign West Rotary, right? right. Uh, part of this? Right. The event started with the uh, Rotary. Now it's all the all the Rotary clubs help mm -hmm. to sponsor this, but it's mm -hmm. open to the public. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Colonel, what are you going to talk about? What, oh. You got your speech ready to go? <laughs> speech? What a terrible term. <laughs> but it actually talk, is. Yeah, discussion? my talk is speech. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I want to, you know, uh, Larry suggested that I do talk about what it means to be a veteran and what it means to be a veteran in the community and, and, and talk about what veterans bring to the community and and you know the fact of the matter is is all a veteran wants is an opportunity and um, I think um, whether you're an employer uh, you know uh, charities whatever whatever you're doing uh, veterans something something to the table that you know that you already know that they're capable of teamwork they're capable of hard work they're mm -hmm. they're comfortable with pressure they're um, you know willing to uh, be they're, they're loyal dedicated and that's a those are character character aspects that you know are in a veteran that you don't have to guess about. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about what it means to be a veteran and um, what my service meant to me, and hopefully it'll connect mm -hmm. to many of the veterans and non-veterans in the room. Well, of course, uh, Veterans Day approaching. Uh, Larry, tell us uh, the particulars of the event, How if people are saying, hey, I'm interested in this, uh, yeah, what, um, what do they need to do? It's uh, uh, from 4 to 6 at the Round Barn Banquet Center mm -hmm. on Sunday, Veterans Day. Uh, tickets can be purchased in advance through eventbrite.com or veteransday1on1.com. Mm -hmm. uh, they're $20 each. Your veteran is $20 um, for the dinner. And um, we'll hope to see yeah. people there. It's and again, just to remind you, it's not a fundraiser. This is just an event mm -hmm. to honor veterans, bring one with you, hear from Colonel Mortensen. And, and you should see you should see their face light up when, you know, when they're invited and and when we're sitting around a table maybe they're connecting with other veterans that mm -hmm. uh there's some common there's something in common there uh and the stories, you know, mm -hmm. people who aren't veterans hear oh. a little bit of that. So it, it's really a, a yeah. neat event. When you say event bright is it B R I T E? B R I G H T. G it is the correct way. Is that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> B-R-I-T-E. I'm sorry. B-R-I-T-E. Okay. I was going to e say. E-V-E-N-B-R-I-T-E. Yeah. Because yeah. I figured people might know that, but I I'm, I'm, didn't want to put you on the spot, but I did anyway. Uh, you've got an event too, Colonel I, Mortens. I do, and, and thank you for the opportunity of throwing mm -hmm. me that softball, Brian. I, uh, the Illinois Fire Service Institute on this Saturday, 10 November from 0800 to 1700, uh, we are basically hosting Veterans in the Fire Service Past, Present, and Future. And the intent of the event is to introduce the fire service to veterans that may not have considered or and are not firefighters. They may be working as an accountant. They may be working at Walmart, whatever they're doing in their life. Um, it's no cost. Uh, you can register online uh, at our at IFSI's website, um, 
and it introduces people to the fire service. We're going to have instructors that are firefighters that are veterans there as the instructors and the mm-hmm. teachers. And it's basically adventure training is to show people that, you know what, the fire service may give you something that you may be missing in your life that you remember from your veteran service. Things like camaraderie, selflessness, sense of service, sense of contributing to something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And if those things attract you and, and you're not a firefighter but you're here in the local community, go to our website, register, no cost, Eight hours worth of fun training in the fire. What, a, what it's like to be a firefighter, and we give you lunch. I, that can't beat that. Saturday, free, free November tenth. Saturday, November tenth. Okay, at, so at these, IFSI right here in Champaign. Yeah, easy to get to. Larry, anything else you want to add to this? I, I mean, this, this I, is a great event. I mean, just excited to see you on Veterans Day at yeah. uh, Round Barn. Yeah, Banquet. thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Thank you thank very you, much. Colonel. Appreciate you being here. A quick break. We've got the news coming up shortly, and we, of course, uh, more to come here on DWS. We are right up against uh, 11 o'clock. We've got uh, CBS News here. We'll join in progress, some local news, and then the Rush Limbaugh show coming up. Don't forget our coverage tonight here on DWS uh, through News Gazette Media, on the radio, online. We'll be covering it all tonight starting at 6 and uh, give you all the results. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Brian Gaines from over at the University of Illinois will join us. Jim Dye will join us from the News Gazette. We'll kind of break down all the results and see if we were uh, anywhere close on our predictions. Coming up here uh, tomorrow on Penny for Your Thoughts. A lot more to come this week. Uh, Get out and vote. Take advantage of the opportunity. Uh, Be informed as you vote. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow about all that happened, both locally, statewide, and nationally. I'm Brian Barnhart for Ed Bond. Thanks to all of our guests. Thank you for being with us. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Penny for Your Thoughts on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. We join CBS News in progress.